First, I want to start off by saying that this Friday is the 12th anniversary of my escaping sex trafficking. So I'm going to make a special bonus episode and do a couple other things to celebrate. So I hope that y'all join me for the celebration, aside from all the things and the yearly traditions that I do myself with my family. I am very, very excited and proud to say that I have survived 12 years being gone. For this episode, I want to talk about something that happened pretty recently for me. It's been kind of like an ongoing problem for over the past year. I felt like a child in a way because... It just seems like a problem that grown-ups don't have to deal with and shouldn't have to deal with. But in this day and age, it is something that we do have to deal with on social media and in real life as well. Bullying. I was cyberbullied very severely. And I didn't want to talk about it at first because I did not want to aggravate the situation But I'm at the place right now where enough time has passed. Maybe they forgot about me. And if they didn't, I just don't have a problem reporting them again. But it is something that I have been encouraged by a lot of people to talk about because they themselves are experiencing it as well on social media. And most of them are also survivors So back last August, when I first started to share my story on TikTok, I was bullied a lot. A lot of people didn't know about it because I was able to delete most of the comments and I wasn't really giving them any attention. But there were some extremely nasty comments. And I'm talking death threats to my family, to me, to my children, and a whole bunch of other things. I don't know if anybody knows how TikTok works, but you are able to set up keyword filters and it automatically stops a comment that has them in it from posting. So I had to do that because sometimes I just wasn't able to get to the comments in time to delete the nasty ones. I had a video go viral about the end of November and I really did not even expect it to actually. It was only the second video that I ever had go over 100,000 views. The first one was just clouds and a storm coming in, like literally nothing special about it. So when this one took off, it really took me by surprise. And someone had commented on a video about masks and they said that I needed to just put one on that it was a minor inconvenience. So I responded with a video and said that I was medically exempt because of my PTSD. And in the video, I just simply stated that I had been sex trafficked for 26 years 
And during sales, people would hold their hands over my mouth, use gags. Sometimes VIP customers would use hoods that were put over my head. And that when I would wear a mask, it would trigger severe panic attacks and I would get flashbacks, nightmares, and it actually causes a lot of distress for me. And I asked this person if that sounded like a minor inconvenience to them. I figured I'd get some views on it, but oof, it blew up. And I was attacked for a good six weeks over that video. In fact, it got so bad that I had to actually take a vacation with my family and leave my phone at home because it just would not stop making noise. I literally drove over three hours just to go to Walmart because driving just calms me. I don't know, but it helped. And when I came back, I I felt a lot better. Some of the comments that I had were from survivors that were claiming that, you know, they could do it better than me and I was just making excuses. Uh, Other people were telling me that I was selfish and that I was killing people. I mean, it was just bad. And I responded a lot at first because I really thought that I could explain it to people and that they would understand where I was coming from, but nobody wanted to hear that. There was even a short period of time where I would just respond to the nasty comments and talk about different signs of sex trafficking and information like that. I figured if I was getting attacked with these nasty comments, I was going to try to make some good out of it, but six weeks was just entirely too much. So I just kind of went back to my original content and tried to just delete and ignore the comments. And eventually the video died down and I was able to talk about other things that came to awareness. But even before that, I would share my story in videos and I would get like some of the nastiest comments. They would demand to know the names of my traffickers or my clients and they didn't care. Even after I explained that it would put me and my family in grave danger. They didn't care about anything. They just wanted answers that I was not willing to give. So They thought that being nasty, I guess, was going to make me change my mind, maybe. And I got accused of a lot of things, too. They would say that I was protecting my traffickers when, in reality, it was my family that I was protecting. They would say that I was helping them, assisting them, somehow was an accomplice, which could not be further from the truth. Some people even accused me of lying because I would not give information that they wanted. I brushed it off, most of it, but it did affect me. And it got harder to make my TikTok videos. And eventually, I just ended up making a new account because my old one was just so filled with drama. It just wasn't fun anymore. It was just too much work. It felt like I was having to babysit my videos. 
in April of this year is when I made that account and it grew very quickly. I went from zero to 20,000 followers in just a couple of weeks. I had changed some of my content that I was talking about. I tried to leave as much political posts out as possible. I met new people and I just thought it was awesome because it was just this fresh new start and the support was overwhelming. I don't know exactly when and where everything started to go wrong. I had been doing lives every night and it was always the same group of people and we were just having a blast. We would talk about signs of sex trafficking and part of my story sometimes, but other times we would just hang out and just talk about anything. We even started doing opinions about the newest episode of The Handmaid's Tale. But eventually something did happen and I began to get cyber bullied again. But this time it was in private by people that I was no longer in contact with and that I had blocked for a few months at the point that it started. If anyone has been following this podcast since the beginning, they know exactly what I'm talking about. I really don't want to get into more detail than that because I just don't want to give that part any more attention than I already have. I was in a very difficult position because I had so many people reaching out to me that were saying that they were being bullied as well and that they had nobody to turn to because nobody was really talking about it. And like me, all of these women were around the same age, their late 30s, early 40s. And it just was a whole different ballgame from when we were younger. When we were bullied as children, we would just go up to the biggest bully and knock them down and everybody fell into place. You could ignore them as well, and eventually they would go away, but that's just not how it works on social media anymore. They get the attention that they want now because of social media. So for older millennials and Gen Xers, I mean, we just have a whole different perspective of how to handle bullying and cyberbullying. So it was hard because I found this little group of people that knew what I was going through, but we didn't know exactly how to stop it. So the easiest thing for me was I contacted the attorney general's office and they were incredibly helpful. And that's really all I am able to say about that at this point. But this is how social media is. And it kind of has turned into we just can't disagree with anyone because then they take it entirely too far. They attack. They don't stop attacking you until they feel like they won. They get their friends involved and they will make sure that you either take your account down or they have it taken down or you put your account to private and you're eventually just off social media altogether by choice or by the choice of the social media platform. 
It doesn't matter how. They just won't stop until you are completely out of the picture. Your children can be contacted. Your family gets contacted. They threaten to dox you. They find out personal information that they never should be able to find. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And it's constant and it's daily. And it's terrible because it is a federal crime, what they're doing. And the statute is very clear that it is cyberbullying and cyberstalking. And if they do choose to dox you, that also is a different federal crime. But I mean, come on, how embarrassing is it to be almost 40 years old and to be like, hey, I'm being bullied. Can you go arrest these people? You know, I just, I felt like a child. And it just puts you in this crazy spot because you want to handle things on your own. Like we learned when we were children in grade school or middle school or high school. But in this case, it's just not something that you can handle on your own anymore because They can network and get big groups together to go after you. And sometimes the biggest bully of them all has their flying monkeys that attack you so their hands stay clean. So in the end, I deleted my account and I actually lost both of my TikToks, all nearly 40,000 followers And I lost a lot of good friends because I just don't know how to contact them anymore. I had no choice but to do what I did because I had to protect my safety and the safety of my family. And that, of course, is always going to be number one. But after I took a lot of time off that was much needed this summer... I did a lot of soul searching and I realized that I was not going to let them silence me and that I was going to, in fact, continue my podcast because I had every intention not to. Because this was what I wanted to do. This is what helps me and this is helping others. And I'm never going to let anyone stop me from doing that. One of the hardest things through it all was you just don't understand why are they attacking you and why are they trying to take you down? It was a question that drove me crazy for so long because I just didn't understand. So I took a step back. I did the adult thing. I didn't contact anybody that was a part of this. I didn't do anything, but it was still happening behind the scenes where I only actually found out about it because other people had told me about it. And they even told my sister that they would dox me if I ever came back to social media. They literally admitted to committing a crime to my own sister. And then they tried to justify it, but... She reminded me, just like anybody else that knows me, that I can't let the bullies win. And if I'm going to be 100% honest, maybe for a little bit I did, but I thought it was my choice, and most of it was. But they kind of led me there. But I very much did enjoy the break that I took because I was able to regroup. I restarted my podcast in a different way that I felt would reach more people. 
I wanted to start talking about different topics like this one that isn't 100% related to sex trafficking, but there are a lot of people that can relate to it. And I'm still sharing my story. That is never going to change and no one will ever stop me. But I just want people to know that it happens every day, no matter how old you are, you do get cyberbullied and cyberstalked. And a lot of your information is just clicks away on the internet. But some people don't know that. There is a certain website that you can have an account for. And if you use that account to look up someone who also has an account, that website, yeah, it lets you know the exact date and time that they looked you up on that site and how many times they visited it. So just a heads up to my loyal listeners, if you're still listening, I know exactly when you started to look me up and you may think that you found accurate information, but let me tell you how wrong that site got a lot of things. In fact, one of them said that I lived at my husband's house that I moved into when we got married with my ex-husband and that me and my ex-husband were still married. But it also said that my ex-husband lived in an apartment that I lived in with an ex-boyfriend. Like, these sites aren't as accurate as people think, so to whoever thinks they got my personal information, you don't have it. So your threats of doxing me don't really bother me. But if you do do it, you will be committing a federal crime, just so you know. And that's true for anybody. Social media is a whole new ball game, but the crimes do follow it as well. And you should probably not commit those crimes that you are committing because, yeah, federal crimes are pretty bad. But I did learn a valuable lesson that I can speak about it. I don't have to be embarrassed. Yes, I am 38 years old. And yes, I am a victim of cyberbullying and cyberstalking. But it happens, and it has been happening for as long as I've been sharing my story. Because there are people out there that do not want the truth of sex trafficking to get out there. And I don't think that I need to explain why. I think it's pretty obvious who would lose the most by the truth getting out there. So that's why I decided to do this episode at the request of a lot of friends. Because I just really want the truth to get out there. Because the bad guys, they don't get to win anymore. A lot of people are coming out now and telling and sharing their stories because they want to. There has been so many conspiracy theories. And yeah, us survivors, we are sick of it. We are tired of watching people talk about our trauma and make videos about our trauma, but in reality, it isn't our trauma that they are talking about. So we're speaking out, and all of us together are just this big, huge family that we never even knew existed, and we lean on each other. It doesn't always happen where you can see it either. I found a lot of people over the year since I started sharing that have been more supportive 
than anyone has my entire life. And I cannot thank them enough for that. I say it in almost every episode, how much the love and support means to me, because I don't think that people fully understand how much I never had that growing up. I don't talk to anybody that I share a bloodline with except my children. And there is a very important reason for that. And the same goes for my husband's side of the family as well. We just don't have time for the drama. It's crazy because the last information I had with one of my aunts, she just, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but she was just so standoffish about things that I wanted to talk about when it came to my DNA results that I had done through Ancestry.com. And I was just so fascinated because I thought that I was 100% Italian growing up. And here I found out that I have Viking blood in me and Egyptian and Moroccan. And I just had this huge list of people that I was DNA confirmed to be related to. And I found out a lot of crazy secrets as well. Like, my grandfather is not actually my grandfather. I am related to a man that has the same name as him, but the one that I knew growing up was not my grandfather. I can't quite figure out how or why he was in my life, but that definitely explains why the contact stopped so many years ago. And I found out that I was related to a certain somebody that is no longer with us for about a year. I don't really want to say his name, but it kind of explains why sex trafficking was the family business. And it was so bizarre because I was finding these crazy family secrets and I started sifting through an old email account that I had that I no longer use. And I actually came across an email from that aunt wishing me a happy birthday. She said that she was texting me, but not getting any responses. Well, I changed my phone number. I haven't even used this email address since I was married to my ex-husband, and we've been divorced for over a decade. So I don't even know why she sent it to that one. I honestly don't remember even giving it to her. But I just don't want to talk to my family I've just, I've had enough with that part of it. They are truly mean, disgusting people. They knew what was happening. They knew the type of people that my parents were, and they just did not care. They didn't tell me, and they didn't protect me when I was too young to protect myself. And they just kept pushing me further and further away. And I can't figure out if it was because I found out the truth or they felt guilty, but... It doesn't really matter. They're no longer in my life. And then on top of that, being bullied on social media, it was just way too much to deal with at one time. So that's just how everything went down with that. Nobody wanted me to know the family secret, and I found out the family secret once I did the DNA testing. But hey, what are you going to do? In fact, I even made a TikTok video about the whole journey because I only did the Ancestry DNA to confirm that my parents were, in fact, my parents. When you are sex trafficked from birth, it's never a bad idea to confirm that. 
And I also wanted to give an avenue to the children that were taken from me while I was at that house if they did make it out alive so they could find me because I'm definitely looking for them. And then it just popped up, his name, staring at me, and everything just made sense. Yes, I was on the island, and I was told that it was just a family vacation using a cousin's timeshare. And before anyone asks, no, I did not see anything. Me and my family were there alone. Finding that information out while dealing with the bullying, it was just like my mind was overloading. So I did the only thing that I could do, and that was to just walk away, take down my social media, and just put a pause on the podcast and take the break that I did and come back stronger than ever. But I did want to speak about the cyberbullying and explain to some of my loyal listeners that I know were worried when I took a break. And it was because I was in information overload with my family. And it wasn't really helping when I had people making nasty videos about me that reached my children. So I'm going to include in the description for this episode a site for cyberbullying that has a lot of good information. And no matter how old you are, please check out that information if you are being cyberbullied. Do not be afraid to reach out for help because it is out there and you do not have to go through it alone. You don't have to sit and feel like there's no way out because the bullies may have more attention now because of social media. But in the end, they're always the same cowards that they were when we were kids. Nobody treats another human being like that. Only the cowards. I also want to add that I did change platforms for a little while on where I published my podcast, but I'm actually back to the original one. I've updated the information in my link tree, so you should be able to find me pretty easily. But there might be just a little bit of a mess while I am transferring everything back over. The site that I had been using for the past month just was not as user-friendly as the one I'm on now. And that's the one that has ads that sponsor me. So it does help me a little bit with the cost of everything that I'm paying for with subscriptions and everything like that. So I do appreciate anyone that sits through the minute-long ad. I also added the link for, I think it's a loyalty supporter so you can basically pay a monthly fee which does help support and I greatly appreciate it because I do use a lot of programs and a lot of things that take subscriptions so any little bit that helps with that cost is greatly appreciated. I am going to be doing a bonus episode sometime tomorrow It is not about my story, but it's just an educated opinion on a lot of things that I have seen and other people have seen going on on social media over the past few months, maybe longer. I've had quite a few people reach out to me and ask my opinion about it. I'm not going to get into it tonight, but I will go into depth about it tomorrow, but... 
I do have my email in my link tree. There's a little symbol at the bottom. So if there's any other topics that you want to talk to me about, please feel free to email me. You can also message me on my Facebook account or my Instagram and Twitter, which is all in the link tree. If you want to reach out because you need some information, I do have a ton of resources. So you're more than welcome to do that as well. And as always, I want to thank you for all the love and support because it got me through this summer. Even though I wasn't around it, it still helped me keep going. And I'm sad that I lost those TikTok accounts because I did work very hard on them. And unfortunately, I kept them deactivated for so long that they are now permanently deleted. But it is what it is. I love you guys more than you could ever know. And again, let's color this world a bright and beautiful place because kids don't need to be bullied and neither do adults. So stay strong. And as always, we'll get through this together. You're never alone in this world because there is always somebody out there that is going through something similar to you and feels the same exact way that you do. So please reach out for help. Don't sit alone and dwell in it. I did that and it can take you to a pretty dark place sometimes. So stay strong and let your light shine through and just enjoy this life because we only get one.